Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Dude. You're just a bitch with his phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've been to suspend us on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling. Sound is episode 433. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, big underscore Bane for take two. Take two. So we went, what, 20 minutes? Not that long, but. Probably 15 at least. And I look over because I, I um, we have a clock on our, uh, our roadcaster here. So I'll kind of look at that to kind of decide when it's time to jump to the next segment, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's weird. There's no clock on it today. Yep. Maybe big underscore Bane change the settings. And then we have a record button, and it's normally red like it is now. But it was green. It was green. Yeah. Green does not mean go. No, it does not. <laughs> not in the podcasting world. <laughs> I just looked at you and was like, um, are we recording? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. Uh, um, well, but, like you said, at least it wasn't like 50 minutes in or something like that by the time like, we realize it. Shit. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a fun episode this week. We already got a rough draft going. So um, <laughs> we got some wrestling talk, quite a bit of wrestling talk, as a matter of fact. We got some movie and TV talk. We got some toy talk. And the uh, worst MCU uh, movie in our tournament has sparked quite a bit of controversy. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the more y'all fight, the more I love it. Yeah, he's a sick, twisted individual over here. Feed me hate. Good Lord, I'm just man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's a uh, little little chillier today. It is. It is. Big underscore Bane weather. Yeah, it is. You know, I if I could rock a hoodie all year round, I absolutely would. And I, I did the past two days. Yeah. I didn't over here because I was like, eh, it's 60s. I probably don't need a hoodie. But you still flanneled it up. I, I got my flannel on. I got a couple layers going. It's it's all good. I'm wearing jeans. I'm not wearing shorts, nothing like that. Not wearing a sundress. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> once it, I'm telling you, man, once it's like consistently 95 degrees, I'll, I'll probably be out there in one. Well, you know, we, we discussed that earlier before, you know, before we, we recorded, before we realized we weren't recording. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you had mentioned on TikTok that you would rock a sundress and you were looking up sundresses for men. Yeah. And, and they don't exist. They don't exist. And here's the thing. Here's what they make. And like, I have no other way of saying this, but I, I the majority of people I've seen wearing these are people of the Muslim faith. 
They're like the ones that go all the way down to like your ankles as far as things for men. It looks more like a robe to me, maybe. Yeah, but like as far as actual sundresses, uh, and even a, a Hawaiian guy commented, he's like, dude, get a muumuu. We wear those all the time. I looked those up. I can't find those for shit either. I mean, I think the, Homer wore a muumuu. The ones, on the, Simpsons. the ones that I found were like strictly nightwear. Like, you know, which I mean, like I guess shirts. Yeah. I guess you could technically wear those out like, in public, uh, but like, like Ebenezer Scrooge. Right. I guess you could technically wear those out in public, but I mean, realistically, like they just look like you're supposed to be in bed. Yeah. You might need a belt to kind of, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd almost need like a, an, a, to accessorize exactly the, the, the stomach area. But like, I, I, I would 100% rock a sundress if it like, I don't need like, you know, uh, flowers on the dress or nothing like that. Although I'm a big fan of orchids. So, I mean, a couple orchids might be nice. Uh, I'm just kidding, but it's, <laughs> I think, well, I think you could go like the chalk line route and get like WWE sundresses or like, and, you know, or just plain black. Like give me like a couple plain black or a couple like gray ones, dude. Like I have no issues. Like I was saying on TikTok, I already shaved my legs. It's not like I'm worried about that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. So I, I would totally rock a sundress and the freaking, I mean, Post Malone does it. If Post Malone can do it, I'll do it. You probably I have no idea who Post Malone is. I do know who he is. I didn't know he shaved, I didn't know he shaved his legs or wore a sundress. He wears, I don't know if he shaves his legs. I haven't looked that close, but he, uh, he does wear sundresses. Well, yeah. So I, I have, uh, I've had a little experience in the leg shaving department with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's hard work. It sucks. I just do it about once a week. Yeah. But even then it's, it sucks. But it is the most amazing feeling though. Like when you put on a pair of pants. Like, my God, silky smooth, brother. That feels amazing. I didn't like the feeling. You didn't like the, you no. didn't, you didn't like the feeling of just like no hair being there. No, not at all. Oh man. It, I loved it. It felt weird. I so, but we all did the wrestler shave, you know, just quads only quads only. Yeah. Okay. Cause your boots and knee pads cover your ankles and shins. Oh, see, I do. I do the I, whole leg. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've. We were all, most of us just trimmed it too. Mm-hmm. Like use like the beard trimmer just because it was like, ugh, you oh. know, but like the arms, chest, legs, you know, the spots where it's like, it's going to be the most visible well, and the it, lights and shit. What started me on that was like, um, I don't know if you remember from before, like, like the majority of my leg hair is gone anyway. Oh, like, I did not know. Like on my quads, like there's not a whole lot of leg hair period. There's like a little bit on my hamstrings, but that's it on my calves. On the entire back side of my calf, there is zero hair. Uh, and so there's only like this like little strip that grows on the front side of my uh, calf anyway, on my shin. That's the only hair I got. So I'm just like, eh, whatever, I'll just shave. Okay. So I, well, yeah. I started shaving and then I was like, I love this feeling. <laughs> this well, feels that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, have you tried Nair? That was a big thing. Uh, no. Uh, Oh, I mean, I so I've tried Nair in the past for like my uh, chest and stuff like that. I don't like the smell of it. It does smell. It, it smells like a stinks. Smells like a beauty shop. Yeah. kinda. Yeah. yeah, it stinks. It's got a certain. It's got a certain aroma. Yeah, yeah. and it's just kind of gross. But yeah. yeah, I mean, after a few years of wrestling, I was just like, I I'm done with this. Done with that. Don't even shave my legs or anything. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. It just it's too much work. But uh, we got quite a bit of wrestling talk, so uh, what do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone cold out. Oh, hell yeah. 
Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, it's interesting that we're uh, bringing up Stone Cold because he, uh, one thing he did back in the day that definitely made a lot of headlines was he walked out of the WWE. Yep. And um, another superstar I know that has done that within the last, I guess, 10 years was CM Punk. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's been others, but uh, those two are the most notable. Up until this week, uh, we saw that Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of Monday Night Raw on Monday. obviously, and um, put the tag titles down on John Laurinaitis' desk, and I guess we're gone. And uh, since that time, uh, there's been a lot of – both of them have been pretty quiet on the situation. Yes. So we don't really know the whole scoop of things other than what WWE's put out. Michael Cole's getting a lot of hate for the comments he made Friday. It, Excuse me on SmackDown. I will say that's that's not his fault. No, he's 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 reading the company rhetoric. Yes, and and you know he he was told to read lines. He read lines. You know, it, I mean, to me that's the same as Tony Schiavone doing the whole. Yes, you know he he Mick Foley's going to win their world title. Huh, I'll put some butts in the seats. He was told to say it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. It's and he and he's thing. even said he said yeah I spun it with the huh but he said I was told. To say that'll put butts in the seats, yeah, like like that was the line Bischoff gave him. Well, and that that's also probably the context Bischoff wanted anyway. And and yeah, he knows that. I mean, he knows the context right. he wants. And Bischoff probably said, "Say it this way," you know. Yeah. I mean, so anyway, um, this has been an interesting kind of week with with what's happening there, and it always kind of happens right after we record. You know, so there's always some oh, type yeah. of topical thing. I you mentioned before, you know, there's been some issues with Sasha in the WWE in the past. In fact, she actually took some time off after WrestleMania, like thirty six or something, yeah, thirty five maybe. Can't remember when it was. Her and Bailey were the tag champions, and then mm-hmm. they lost them. And there was a big rumor that they were pouting and upset. And I don't know if any of that was true. Yeah, I don't know. That seems a little odd I, to me. I think oftentimes the internet spins things in such a way that I'm like, I don't think people. I don't think people care about holding a title as much as the internet thinks that they care about holding a title. Yeah. I mean, it, and you would know better than I do. I don't know if it means more money when you're, when you're the champion, but like, I mean, realistically, I feel like they probably make good enough money anyway Yeah, to where it probably doesn't matter that much. She's, she's eating well. Right. So So I, I don't think the titles really matter. it, It probably not. It's, Jim Ross has said before the two things in wrestling that matter are cash and creative. Right. They want to know what they're making and what they're doing. And I think a lot of this was they probably got creative. They didn't like, Mm -hmm. they probably continually have gotten creative. They didn't like, and this is like, what the hell are we doing? Uh, The rumor is that Naomi was scheduled to win that six pack challenge. They were going to have challenge Bianca Belair at the, uh, I guess, hell in a cell, that pay-per-view. And I guess they were possibly going to do something with Sasha and Ronda Rousey. Both of them losing. Yeah. And they were like, well, why don't we defend the tag titles against these two or, you know, right. or whatever. And, and more like, let's make the tag titles a bigger deal. Because honestly, that's kind of a forgotten title in WWE. It, it's, it's a, I mean, it's not equivalent, but it's close to equivalent to the 24 7 championship. Because Sasha and Naomi were not a team. They put them together yes. just to hold it. And I feel like that's kind of been what that title has been put the, two people together. There really hasn't been a, a quote unquote tag team since the Iconics. Yeah. And once they left, it was kind of just thrown together people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I'm all for, you know, two people who aren't doing anything coming together as a tag team. It's one of those things where I don't know the specifics of what exactly happened. I feel like it's more than just that though. Like you don't just up and just like, screw this. I yeah. quit unless it's something that's really boiled over. Yeah. A lot of people have also claimed online. They think Sasha got Naomi all riled up. 
Because there's never been any report of her being unhappy there. I don't think. I don't think um, it was that at all. I think what it was was production, like uh, the producers and and their supervisors or managers, whatever you want to call them. They they got them riled up mm. because I I think it was probably one of those scenarios where they contested the creative and then they basically said like you know quit being difficult or quit you know being spoiled, whatever you want to call it. Quit being brats, quit being... Right, and that probably, you know, escalated the situation instead of hearing them out and being like, well, let me see what we can get done, you know? Yeah. And just telling them to deal with it, that's going to piss anybody off. And I could see a a situation, and again, I don't know the exact, if that was the creative they were Mm -hmm. given, and, you know, they were going to ultimately lose to the main champions and them saying, like, we don't like that idea. We'd rather do this. And then be like, okay, okay, yeah, we're not doing that. You know, it's right. like there's got to be some say. Vince Russo, of all people, brought up a hell of a good point. He talked about unprofessionalism. He goes, "Here, what's unprofessional? Handing someone a script hours before they go live? Do you think Marlon Brando got a script two hours before he filmed The Godfather? Right. And I'm like, damn, you know. But Vince Russo also wrote Raw. Yeah. And they, I think they had scripts turned in by, you know, Friday. Yeah. So a couple of days. They should be. I mean, it's live television, and you're expected to memorize all these lines two hours before you go on? Well, not to mention, like, it's been known numerous times that Vince has torn up scripts. Yeah. Let's do a new one. And he's got to stop. I think it realistically just needs to not be scripted. And I know WWE is highly against that, but, like, you're you're holding them to— You need a run sheet. Yes, and you're because hold, you're holding them to an unrealistic standard when you give them a full-on script— two hours before they go on. And I think that's why a lot of them flounder because of the just. And I think that's also why the TV is just kind of like, Bleh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and as far as the creative for, for Sasha and Naomi goes, like, why wouldn't you, if you're holding on to a title, why wouldn't you want a story for it? Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, why would you be like, well, I don't need any challengers. What do you what else do you guys want me to do? Like you want why are they why are they the tag champions if they're going into singles matches? Right. Like there there needs to be a story for if period, like any title that they have, there needs to be a story. At least with the 24/7 store like championship, it's just people running around like there's a very loose story, but there's a story of our truth trying to get his baby back. You know what I mean because Dana Brooks got it right now. I mean it's a loose story, but at least there's something there as dumb as that title is. But there's also like cre- with, with the influx of like s- social media, mm-hmm. the fact that like if a couple of guys wanted to film, maybe not in an airport, I was going to say an airport, maybe not that with security, but like if they wanted to, like in a restaurant, like if our troops at a, at an Applebee's and, and you know, whoever it is comes mm-hmm. up and backslides them in the Applebee's, right. that shit's funny to me. Yeah. I think even Kane wanted at like some, mayor conference right our truth was there and, and he pinned our truth yeah and then our truth rolled him back up and i'm like that's fantastic so right. stuff like that i think is great absolutely as long as like everyone's on the up and up because I, I know drake maverick like lost it at his wedding yeah you know yeah. <laughs> like shit's funny yeah, you know so amazing so stuff like that i think is great and that's where social media makes it fun yes but again it's super not serious no but like as far as the women's tag team championships, why wouldn't you have? And I think I think partly where they made the mistake 
was they went ahead and made the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Oh, yeah. I think that was a big mistake. I don't even know if that's still a title anymore. But I haven't watched. I, 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 I think that Mandy Rose's crew have them. They do. That's But that's where they made the mistake because Toxic Attraction could have came up to the main roster yeah. and challenged them for the titles, or they could have went down to NXT and challenged them for the titles, you know, or, or challenged whatever right. like i mean well it'd be like if aew did a women's tag title because they've right. got the two titles now they have, they have the tbs title which is like the tv title mm -hmm. and then the world title so if they did a tag title like okay like yeah. i can already look at the double or nothing card that's coming up in a week or so and it's like damn that's a pretty stacked card yeah and like i was looking at it and i'm thinking like damn they have a lot of matches on there mm -hmm. they haven't even announced anything for mjf yeah. and i assume he's wrestling wardlow in some way but that's not been announced yet so it's like Holy shit, that's a stacked card. Yeah, well, and and I wasn't like this whole situation like wasn't uh, something that like I personally got pissed off at. Like, it, well, like, it seemed that way though online. A lot of people thought that. Well, what what frustrated me was how WWE handled the after effect of it. Yeah, and that was because I've I've been in corporate situations where they've talked like badly about ex employees and things like that, and that's. It's like you're you're spinning your own rhetoric to mm -hmm. make an employee look bad when they were genuinely unhappy with how you were handling things. Mm -hmm. Like I know from personal experience, just because they were disgruntled doesn't put you in the right. I mean, they were disgruntled for a reason. Because of something you did. Yes. And so it's and and the whole thing with uh having Michael Cole talk bad about them on SmackDown, uh, pulling all their merchandise off of WWE shop, uh, putting out the press release, talking about talking negatively about them. Like, and the fact that I know that they're still under contract, so they're unable to do anything right now. It's well, okay. So I don't know if you know this, but have you heard the real story on Neville, what they did with him or Pac? Mm -mm. So do you remember he showed up? He may not want me to tell us, but, Screw it, I'll tell it anyway. Remember when he showed up at that press conference? I think it was for the first double or nothing, and him and Paige were gonna Adam Page were gonna have a match. Yeah. And then they ended up pulling it. And the rumor was oh, he didn't want to put over Adam Page. Oh, I remember that, yeah. That's not what happened. Yeah. And I know this because I got contacted from WLW. Do you think he'd come in and work? So I shot him a message. I was like, Hey man, I don't know what your schedule is like right now or where you're living, because he's obviously from England. Yep. But uh, you know, Guys at Harley's want to book you for a show if you're into it. And he goes, you know, hey, mate, you know, I'd, I'd love to, but I can't work in the States right now because of my work visa. Mm. My work visa was for WWE, and they essentially blocked me from working in the United States. Jesus. Because he actually, he he's the guy that walked out. He quit. Yeah. And Well, because he was probably tired of putting over Enzo. I was, I, but again, that, I don't think it was that totally, but it was probably part of that. Yeah. And, um. And I think he was also a guy that, I mean, good guy. That guy's talented. Yeah. Unbelievably talented. And he's a good human being. Yeah. And if you piss him off enough to where he's like, screw this, I'm out of here, it's not a fun working environment. Right. But their answer to that was, well, we get your work visa, even though he pays for it, because I know that that's a fact. Mm -hmm. And they use that as a way. To, so I think he showed up there, mm -hmm. and they did something where like, oh, nope, he can't do that. Legally, and so that's why the match didn't happen. Uh, because I like let's be honest, there's two two major wrestling organizations. Yep. Granted, he would have no problem working in Japan. Yep. But 
Do you think he'd be so mad? He's like, oh, I'm not putting over Adam Page. I quit. Right. No. Of course not. No. Why? Like, why would he care about that? Yeah. Um, because I think he came in and then he he went over Kenny Omega. I think in that second pay per view, and everyone's like, oh, see, so he's got to go over. It's like, that's not what he's worried about. Yeah. I, I guarantee you, that's not what he's worried about. Yeah. Like, I, I I would guarantee you, if he had another match with Hangman, and I don't know if they did or not. I I assume they did. He would have no problem putting him over. Yeah. It it was. It was a contractual issue. And that's why they still brought him in. It was just later on when they were able to mm-hmm. do the work visa themselves. And again, it could have been a mistake on their part, on his part, and everything else. Because, yeah, he did do the work visa. He paid for it, but they are the ones that set it up. Yeah. That's a shitty move. Absolutely. And and my whole thing is it makes it very difficult to support a company that is blatantly disrespectful to their employees exactly openly disrespectful to their employees and like i don't i mean if that makes me pissed off i guess i'm pissed off but like i like i really like i didn't lose any sleep over that shit you know what i mean yeah but like i well you've mentioned earlier when we weren't recording that you said um sometimes it's hard to convey tone oh it's impossible to convey tone on on twitter and i know i said fuck that company but like i use fuck as a comma you know what i mean right And, and i think but i if someone just reading it and they don't see you ever bash the WWE, then I think, my God, they got Bane yeah. pissed and, off. And, the, and there was no exclamation points in that tweet. Nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't use any extra How dare caps. you not use proper grammar? And there was no extra caps. Nothing was in all caps. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't yeah. yelling. Like, I'm just like, I can say fuck that company and, you know, with a smile on my face. You know sure. what I mean? Like, it. Well, and that's and that's also a big reason why I don't go out. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit there and be like, "Oh, I love WWE," because right. it's just I'm kind of indifferent. I'm not here. I'm not here saying I'm going to cancel my subscription, right? Because I mean, I use Peacock anyway. But like, like I'm not going to go out of my way to go buy merch anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to support them. Well, to me, what? It, so I know I, there's someone I know, and this is in a totally different situation, but. And I don't want to get too political. I don't like doing that. But he was upset that Disney was like, he's very right wing. Mm-hmm. He was upset that Disney was, you know, okay with the, you know, gay rights, transgender sure. rights and all that stuff. Sure. So he's like, I'm not ever going to Disney World. Okay. That's, that's, that's your call. And that's fine. Yeah. But he loves Marvel and it's Disney. Right. Yes. It, you can't, it can't be both ways. Right. You can't say like, I'm never going there. But I'm going to keep my Disney Plus subscription because I want to watch MCU. That's the equivalent of saying, like, I'll never support WWE ever again. I do love NXT, though. NXT is pretty cool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if, if you're not going to support them ever, like, I, I hate them. I never want to give them another dollar. That's video games. That's action right. figures. That's, that's everything. Movies. Yeah. It's all that stuff. So that's where I'm very much like, yeah, I support what I want to support. Right. If there's an action figure line I want to collect, I'll collect it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's, I don't like to live by Guide, like you know guidelines of what people do and don't it's well and also everything in life isn't black and white exactly there's a lot of gray areas right i'm not a fan of cancel culture and i know that that's a controversial thing but it goes both ways because there's both sides of it mm-hmm. and you know it's people that like don't go to chick-fil-a because they don't because they're a christian-based company it's chicken you know if you want to eat chicken go get where you like chicken i don't yeah. like going to chick-fil-a because i feel like i'm wasting my money because they don't give me enough food uh, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. That's four, why I don't support four Chick-fil-A. strips. Get the hell out of here! Yeah. I need I need a caniac, you yes. know. So yeah, right. I mean, but I mean, like KFC is dog shit just because right. they're they're gone way yeah. downhill. So 
Anyway. You, know, you know what's a really good place though around town? Slim Chickens. Have you eaten there? I have not, but they don't. <sighs> I don't think we have any locally. They're both in Broken Arrow, uh, or ones like one's right on, on the edge. One's right by Target. I know that. Yeah, there's that one, and then there's one at like a uh, 81st in Garnet. I had Church's Chicken the other day. It's first, not bad. First time, not bad. Yeah, it's I was. Not bad. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It's dude. I, I love me a good ch- chicken joint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we got some more wrestling talk to dive into here. Um, because we're going to kind of go back to that main topic. But uh, Ric Flair has mm-hmm. announced one final match. Oh, he's boy. 73. What do you think? I think that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, he's been training. So, like, I don't think he was doing this bit just because. Yeah. I think I've heard rumor it's going to be a six-man tag. Mm-hmm. So, I think. We'll I think have, that's a better idea than a one-on-one. For sure. For yeah. sure. Um, I, I, here's where I kind of am indifferent on it. I don't want to see Ric Flair in a T-shirt. Yep, but I don't want to see Ric Flair not in a T-shirt. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that last Nitro when he wrestled in a shirt, I was just like, ugh. Yeah. At the same time, it's like I don't. I mean, Ric Flair didn't look good in at 55. I don't think he's going to look good at 73. Nope. It's 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 going to be uh, it's going to be rough. There is a rumor that it was going to be FTR and Flair against the Rock and Roll Express and Steamboat. Oh God! And and Ricky Steamboat has denied that, but man, I feel like if you're gonna, I feel like it, maybe it should be like Jay Lethal or something like that, who he's been training with. He should be a younger guy. Yeah. Um, maybe it wasn't Rock and Roll Express. I swear. I no, it it was. it was Rock and Roll Express. But I feel like on the other side, like against Ric Flair, it should be like Rock and Roll Express and maybe Jay Lethal. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I don't think they're gonna say no to Ricky Steamboat. Well, right, yeah, I mean. Cause but I think you need a bump guy yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because even the Rock and Roll Express, I mean, they're. They're up there, too. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, I love the Rock and Roll Express. I love when they were, like, a part of NWA early oh, yeah. on. I was like, this is awesome, you oh, know, yeah. just because it's, like, Ricky Morton, you oh, know, yeah. like Robert Gibson. I mean, I know they're older and stuff, but they were actually still moving pretty well, on yeah. all, all things considered. Well, it, it, am I wrong? Didn't they have a match in AEW past few years? They did an appearance. Was it just an appearance? FTR beat them up. I would okay. love. I would. I would love to see them do a one match there. Yeah. I don't think they ever did an actual match, but I would love to see it. I think yeah. that'd be great. Oh yeah. But yeah, very interesting. Um, do you know who that? Who would be a fun other guy? Actually, who's that? Sting, because him and Flair have such a long history. Yeah, that that would be. I I feel like that would probably be the perfect last opponent for Flair. Actually, yeah. And yeah. and Sting, I mean, to me, he's like the craziest aspect of AEW right now because they were so worried about him having an actual match that it's going to be cinematic. Yeah. And then a year later, the dude's doing balcony dives almost every time he's out there. <laughs> what the hell is happening it, here? Like, but he's having fun. And I'm like, you know what? As long as he doesn't hurt himself and yeah. they, they, you know, limited, I don't think he should do it every time. I don't know how old he is, but could you imagine dude, being he's like his, 63? Could you imagine being his grandson and just be like, Oh, there's grandpa. Jumping off the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy ass old man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the equivalent of like our dad doing it. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that's scary. Oh, right? Hell yeah, it is. It's it's pretty wild. Um, But yeah, Ric Flair's final match. I think it'll be on Fight TV if people want to buy it. I mean, I might pick that up just out of curiosity. Is it going to be a full on show? Like, is he going to have? I assume it's going to be a show. Okay. It's going to be a part of StarCast weekend, which is coming up. Because it's, it's Jim Crocker Promotions putting it on, which is weird. Yeah, because uh, I didn't know they were still exist. I don't existent. think I don't think they do. I think it's a one off. Yeah, as far as I know, Jim Crockett died. So, I mean, I'd assume it'd be his family. Yeah, I think his brother's still alive. Um, but I think it'll be. <clears throat> I think it's like an NWA Legends Fan Fest type. 
okay. thing. So I'm like, hey, you know what? One final match. I get it. You Hell know? yeah. Johnny Elite in AEW. Uh, that was, uh, boy, that was a disappointment, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, uh, I kind of feel bad for the people who thought it was going to be somebody else. So that comes across the screen, Johnny Elite, which mm-hmm. makes sense that it's, you know, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, sure. Johnny Impact, yeah, uh, John Morrison, because he's used all those names. But I think even in that game, wasn't he Johnny Retro? That retro yes. wrestling yeah. game? But him and John Johnny Gargano. Who's Johnny Wrestling? Both do the same thing, because even Johnny Gargano was like, I'm Johnny Takeover. Like, yeah, yeah. they both do that. So that's what people assumed. Yeah. And it's John Morrison. Yep. And I mean, not a bad performer in any stretch. He's always, no, he's always been fantastic. Good. He's always been good. He's always had a good look. He's not a guy I expected to show up in AEW, but it's yeah. like, that's kind of cool that he did. I don't think he's signed. I haven't seen anywhere where he's signed. Just a one-off, maybe. Just a one-off. But damn, I think just because that's his <laughs> name, it's almost like everyone. Because even Tommaso Ciampa tweeted a picture with him and Candice and Johnny Gargano saying, yeah, me with a couple of jokers. Yeah. Teasing that. Sure. So So do you think Johnny Gargano maybe knew what was happening? What was going to happen? I think he knew it wasn't him. Right. Obviously. Right. But oh, I, don't, yeah, of course. I, I don't know if he knew. I don't know if they knew that information. Oh, it's hard man. to say. I don't yeah. know. That would be hilarious if he knew all about it, though. Um, yeah. I, do you think AEW does something that Jim Cornette's talked about in the past called hot shotting? They hot shot, mm-hmm. which is more or less like. Hot shot booking is to get things happening, but then there's almost no payoff. Yeah. Keith Lee is a prime example of that. Keith mm-hmm. Lee comes in, it's super hot shotted, but what's he really done since then? Yeah. Now he's in a tag team with a uh, swerve, which is great. And yeah. they're in the pay-per-view. And I think that'll be a hell of a match, but he, he they, they all this like, Whoa, Keith Lee, right. but then nothing, Yeah, nothing happens. And I know that that's with the stacked roster and all this stuff and trying to do everything and, you know, trying to make rampage a thing, which it's really not and all that stuff. I, I think there's they're guilty of a lot of hot shot booking. Oh yeah. That being said, um, them announcing a Joker for this tournament immediately makes you assume it's something big, right? Oh yeah. And this was not it. No, it was I, a huge swing and a miss. Yeah, it was. And and again, nothing against uh, John Morrison, but like even his last WWE run, I mean, he wasn't doing hardly anything. He was just teaming with the Miz and even at that he was kind of Miz's like uh uh I don't know second fiddle but I mean I I don't know I mean yeah kind of kind of kind of just not what everybody wanted yeah yeah and it's just it's unfortunate you know yeah it's uh it's like oh okay I guess whatever like yep. it's one of those guys that shows up you're not like oh I was never would have expected him never thought of him right didn't need him I guess it's yep. like oh okay he's here yep I, I feel like in a lot of ways it was kind of like when Matt Cardona showed up in AEW, seemed like a big deal, but then he wasn't there long yeah. because he signed just a brief deal. And then he ultimately, I think, I think what happened and I don't know, but I think he knew there wasn't a top spot for him. Yeah. And so, okay, am well, I just going to be another guy again? No, I need to go be a star as much as he probably wanted to be there. Yeah. I think he made the right call. Absolutely. So he's NWA world champion. I mean, my oh, guy, yeah. he was the GCW champion. He, he was on, he was trending during the Olympics. Yeah. You know, so there's something to be said about that. Absolutely. Brian Danielson stuck in the ramp. What'd you think about that, dude? Dude, that's a scary situation, man. Like I'm, I'm glad nothing happened like too bad. So if people don't know that they, I don't know if they use this every show. I think they do most of the time, but they have the ramp that's 
equal to the ring, which mm-hmm. I've always loved. Super cool idea. A super cool idea. They had a brawl because they're going to have like the Blackpool Combat Club, which I love that name. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Kingston's group. I don't know if they have a name or not. It's him and Santana and Ortiz uh, against Jericho's Appreciation Society. Yeah. They're that new group. And so they're doing, you know, a big brawl around the ring and blah, blah, blah. And Danielson ends up with his legs stuck between the ramp and the ring. Mm-hmm. And is in excruciating pain. Yeah. And, like, I guess they spent 10 minutes trying to get him out. Yeah. Um, he's pissed off. He's hurt. It, you know, it was probably a thing like they actually had to literally move the ring to kind of get it loosened up. Yep. I don't know if he's okay now. I hope he is. You're telling me, though. You've heard it might be a work. I had a suspicion that it might have been. No, no. So I've heard I've heard that once he got in there, he said, like, I'm okay. Let's work this. Mm-hmm. So, like, so he was legitimately stuck, but I've heard that he, he was like, since I'm okay, like, go ahead and have them, like, punch me in the face and all that stuff. You mm-hmm. know, like, telling the ref, like, let's let's work it, you know. So I, I think he was legitimately stuck. I think he just didn't want to have, like, a – freak out moment for everybody you know what i mean yeah so but yeah i'm just glad, I'm glad he's good you know i never would have do you think that maybe they need to do something where they have a piece over that in the ring i don't know like, like war games yeah yeah there needs to be like a metal piece but i've never heard of that happening yeah but it's something that i you, you know always could like i remember in war games i always knew that like that was a risk, you know, because they remember they had that metal piece. Yep. Then WWE did war games. Yeah. Kind of make it a flat surface. Yeah. And that's, I, I remember WCW never really did that, but I, but I also remember Arn Anderson always having his head stuck and like, you know, the guy dropping him down in there. And yeah. So it was always kind of something they worked. But well, that one. So maybe it was a little bit further apart. So even if you fell through, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember it being probably a foot space. Okay. So not maybe, a, maybe six inches, not a mean, huge deal. If you went through, yeah, so, I mean, it had to be more than six inches because his head fit through maybe like eight, nine, ten inches, whatever it was, but it, they weren't even. And I think it was because the post probably had that bottom piece that stuck out a little bit. Yeah, so they couldn't yeah. quite fit it. So WWE put that plate in between, I guess, to prevent people from tripping and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, kind of a kind of a weird moment, so I'm glad he's okay from what I understand. I guess yeah. they're going to have a 10-man type match at the pay-per-view, which is kind of fun, so... We'll see what happens. Hopefully nothing too serious on his leg. Yeah, hopefully not. Definitely a freak accident. I think that's his kicking leg, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't remember for sure which leg it was. I feel like he, I think it was his left leg that got caught, and I feel like that's what he usually does the kicks with. Yeah, hopefully Yeah, hopefully it's nothing too too serious. Uh, Stephanie McMahon made some news. She just basically took a leave of absence from WWE. She did. She did. Now, you have a theory on this. I do have a theory, and it might be incorrect. Uh, I am known to be wrong most of the time, <clears throat> but if if I recall, she tweeted this the day after Sasha and Naomi did their thing. If I'm not mistaken, hmm. um, and I my theory is that it it's related to that that maybe she sided with Sasha and Naomi, yeah, and it kind of came to a head and she just said, well, maybe I just need to step away for a little while. Yeah. Um, I, again, I don't know if that's the case, but I do know that she is a major part of the women's division. Mm-hmm. I, I believe her and triple H both are. Um, so I, I kind of see that maybe she's just like, I need to take a step back since you guys clearly aren't doing right by the division. 
that's so interesting to me though. Like the fact that so many things have happened over the last like year mm-hmm. involving that family. Yeah. And I know Ric Flair, I listened to his podcast a couple of times, the uncensored one. And he, he's like, yeah, I'll work for Vince any day, not working for Nick Khan. And that's just it. And it's to the point that the co-host at the time was Mark Madden. He's like, see, I find that weird that you, you like Vince, but you don't like Nick Khan. Like, isn't Vince a part of that? Like, he's like, no, 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 no. Vince is, you know, doing his own thing. Like Nick Khan's one making all these decisions. And it's like, well, who the hell gave him this power? Yeah. This guy almost feels like like he's a time traveler. Like I never heard of this guy until they started cutting people. He legitimately like, Who the hell is this guy? Where did he come from? Yeah, he legitimately came out of nowhere and has like slowly took over that not even slowly, he's took over that company. And I don't it's it's one of those things like I really feel like um I I mean I don't know how the chain of command works around there. I don't know what would happen if Vince does die. But if there is a predecessor to Vince and it's Stephanie or Triple H or even Shane, um, they need to get rid of Nick like immediately because that guy is, you know, I I know in that tweet of Stephanie when she said that um, she was taking a leave of absence, one of the things she said was like um, she mentioned legacy. WWE's legacy is important to me. And and that dude is tarnishing the legacy of WWE. Yeah. I mean, never mind the fact that Vince has already done that multiple times, but like this is like way worse than anything I feel like Vince has done uh to to employees in the past. Well, you remember like the Mickey James trash bag deal? Yes. Yeah, I remember that yes. was kind of the first thing that I heard. I was like, "Good god." Yeah. You know, like Yeah. What the hell was that? Yep. And and I still think her rumble appearance was almost like a trying to make peace with that. Yep. Um I don't know, man. It's 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 interesting. I don't I kind of just wonder like I look at it like, okay, if Vince is still Vince, like he has the ability to stop this, right? I would think so, but I also don't know if he realizes that he's doing it. You and know what I mean? Taking people to like actually like almost leave the company in a yeah. sense too. And and I think you know, I, I think it's been pretty blatantly obvious uh, throughout us growing up and watching the program that Stephanie is way closer to Vince than Shane is. Sure. So maybe Steph leaving will be the wake up call. I hope so. But then again, like Vince is so old, like he's probably not in his right frame of mind. Are we sure he's not a robot? Dude, dude's looking wild. You know what I mean? Like, so. I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, but like someone's got to give with that company because it's, mm-hmm. it's getting weird. It really is. And it's almost like it's, it's one thing after another, after another, mm-hmm. after another. To and the it point just never stops. Yeah. You're like, what is going on here? Yeah. And it's like somehow, and, and I think it is because it, it is like legitimately a machine, but somehow it keeps running. Yeah. But it's like, how many disasters can that company have and continue to run? Right. It's weird. It kind of makes you wonder. It's like, why certain people? Like, what? Yeah. Like, is Nick Khan have his own shit list? You know, like right. I don't know. Like, when they released, I remember the first one that really got me was the Fiend, and like, and, and honestly, Strowman too. And not because I'm a Strowman fan, but because I knew he was a big 
he was a big name in the company. He's Absolutely a former he champion, was. and it's like, wow, you spent a lot of time developing this guy yes. to just cut him loose. Like, holy mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. That was surprising to me. Aleister Black was a surprise to me. I, I don't recall ever in WWE history where a former heavyweight champion up and just got released. Right. I think Braun Strowman is the only one that that's ever happened to. Right, because normally, like, a former champion, it's like, yeah, you're going to let him. I don't know, like... You would almost like let him go out how he wanted to go out. Like yes. you wouldn't just be like unless like they kind of retired and became an announcer or something like that, maybe. Like right. but you don't just like up and just like, oh, you know, it'd be like in two thousand one, we're gonna part ways with Triple H. Like, the fuck? Right. Like, why yeah. would you do that? You know? Yeah. Very strange. So I don't know. I um it's gonna give us a lot of topics, I know, for the next for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens from here, and I, I wonder how long this little sabbatical of Stephanie is. I, I do know, like... The, I, you know what I still think? I still think they're working on an exit plan and going to start their own company. Her I, I hope. I hope, and it sucks because, like, there is such uh, history in the name WWE. Like, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of negative connotations to it right now, but, like, there is so much history involved in the name of WWE that to go out and start your own... Yeah, you're starting from scratch, and that sucks. Yeah, um, but like, I mean, I I I would support that company. I would too. 100%. I would too because like it's it's never to me like I've never been anti Triple H. I've never even been anti Stephanie. I've really never even been anti Vince. I've just been anti that corporate bullshit side of WWE. I'll be honest. I've had a few interactions with Stephanie, and she's the nicest person, dude. Every you could ever imagine. I I've seen in and of course like when the cameras are on, you know, you people can act. But like every interaction I've ever seen with her behind the scenes, talking to talent and stuff like that, she has always seemed like the sweetest person in the world. Mm-hmm. Even Vince, like the way he hugs people and talks to people, laughs with people, it's like I don't feel like that guy is a bad guy. I know. Um, anytime we were ever extras, Vince took a second to say hi to us. Yeah, and ask us our name. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, man, you don't. You t- you really don't need to do that. Right. But I, I, I feel like that was kind of like a, like, you'd walk away, how you doing, guys? You know, yeah. I'm Vince. Nice to meet you. You know, and it's like, damn, like, obviously we know who the hell you are. Right. It's it just, it's surprising that that's kind of how they are. And so it's almost like they're not a corporate company. Yeah. But they are. And that's, that's, that's my whole, that's like, I, even, even in my personal life, when I relate the whole Sasha Banks situation with, with like why I was getting kind of annoyed by it because it's like, I deal with that corporate bullshit side on my end too. And it's like, it's never always the same. It is. And it's just because it's on a much smaller scale. doesn't mean we don't deal with that same bullshit. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't have any ill will towards my supervisors or anything like that, but it's like that corporate side where they don't give a shit about the employees. They only want what they want. That's when I get pissed off. And that's, and that, you know, and I've seen it too, obviously. And mm-hmm. then, but it's always that weird thing of like my situation, I'll say that I've seen it where it's like this person passes this message to this person to pass this message to this person to tell everybody. Yeah. So now everybody's pissed off at that person who doesn't have any answers. Right. So he asks this guy who doesn't have any answers. Right. Well, let me talk to this guy. So guess what? You never get an answer because now it's been how many days? Right. And it's just like, that's just the new thing. We yep. don't care. And it's just like, good Lord. It's just, it's one of those bullshit things where you're like, at a certain point, fuck this place. You know, right. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's disappointing, man. It really but is. I I have a feeling 
if that's what they're going to do, ultimately, like it's going to be interesting for to say the least. Absolutely, it is. We got some movie and TV talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Break Up and Up at the Movies. This is Break Up and Up at the Movies. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? We got to talk about Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale. So, uh, full disclosure, this is one of my favorite cartoons as a kid. Mm-hmm. I actually had a VHS tape with two episodes on it. And when Disney Plus first launched, I went and watched both of those episodes. Do they hold up? Yeah, they're so good. It's a great, it's a great cartoon. Uh, I never realized back in the day that Dale is supposed to be Magnum PI and Chip is Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that's obvious now when you look at their costumes. Right. Love Monterey Jack. I'm still pissed that Funko made that Monterey Jack Funko pop, but they never made the rest of the characters. Oh, they didn't, did they? No. That's weird. That would actually be a set of Funkos I would actually go out and buy. Yeah, well, yeah, because they were, like, perfect for that scale. Yeah, well, not to mention, like, all the goofy goons and villains that they had, Fat Cat and stuff, great yep. stuff. Uh, well, Disney Plus released a new Rescue Rangers movie from, like, uh, Andy Samberg, right? Andy Samberg and uh, John Mulaney, which yeah. I'm not a huge John Mulaney guy. He he kind of gets on my nerves. I don't even know who that is. He's a comedian. He's, he's all right. Like, sometimes he's funny, but, like, if I listen to him too long, he gets on my nerves. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, they're they're both Chip and Dale. Uh, Andy Samberg is like one of my favorite comedians ever. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Yeah, love that show. Um, I always get him and Jesse Eisenberg confused. I feel like they look identical. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Michael Sarah always looked alike to me. I can see that too. Yeah, um, but uh, but Andy Samberg is so damn good in this movie and. But the the thing about this particular movie is just the story is is obviously kind of re like kind of reliving some of the moments of the cartoon, some of the big moments because they'll reference a lot of episodes in the movie. Well, and I and like in the in the show, what I always liked about it is like all the stuff they had was like the gadget had a like a crossbow mm-hmm. that was made from a pencil. Yeah. So the pencil is like human size. So it's huge. Yeah. I always thought stuff like that was fun. Absolutely. And they'd use like a pin cushion as a chair. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But it's, it's such a, it's such a well done movie. And the fact that like they, it's not, it's, it's like part cartoon, part CGI, part real life, part Muppets. I mean, there's so many different, animation it's all over the place which is kind of fun it's so fantastic but then all the cameos i mean i'm not going to tell you all the cameos that happen because i don't want to spoil anything for you but there's just so many cameos to make that movie great uh the main villain is just a phenomenal twist if if you don't know uh if you haven't been spoiled to that already i haven't been so i I do plan to watch it it's dude it's such a such a damn good movie and and i I, uh i hope they do this with more like like ducktails and shit i think that'd be great they they really should because i i i think that like this is kind of the niche that they probably need to go with with some of these older cartoons because it hits us in the feels yes well and absolutely and it also like kind of modernizes the modernizes them too and so which i think is fantastic so the more they do these the better and i i I can't wait to get your take when you watch it. Yeah, I definitely plan to. Um, I just got off work or off shift this like you know, yesterday, last night. So I wasn't able to check it out yet. But I and I even told you, I was like, I could try to watch it, but I'll fall asleep. Right. I'm so tired. And like, I definitely want to and I do plan to. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be pretty fun. Uh, also, Disney Plus made some some news. 
that uh, Daredevil will be back for a new season. Hell yeah. I assume with Charlie Cox, that's not been confirmed, but uh, that's kind of a cool thing, right? Yeah, I think it is cool. Uh, we'll see how it goes being on the Disney Plus server now. Um, if, if it changes any at all, maybe a little less rated R. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I'm excited about it, though. I think that's great. I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, to me, does, I haven't watched Moon Knight yet. I do want to watch it. We mm-hmm. also saw it. I don't know if you saw the trailer for She-Hulk. Yes, that's coming up. Miss Marvel's coming up. There's been a lot of Marvel stuff. So I'm like, man, this kind of falls right in that line. I think it's cool. Absolutely. I dig it. I hope they go with the trend of like six to seven episodes and not do 13 again, because I felt like that's what really hurt Daredevil and all those shows was like too many episodes. Too much. It was too. It was such it was like a really, really long movie. And I'm like, "Ah, I think if you shortened it up, it'd be better. And I think I kind of think they will, because I think Moon Knight was only like six or seven episodes. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the perfect length for these, because you can just tell the story and be done with it. Exactly. Well, we got some toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right, big underscore Bane. So this is kind of something I wanted to get your take on because it's something totally different, but kind of fun. Um, premium DNA toys, which is kind of another high-end toy company like Super 7, is doing a line of Earthworm Gym figures. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really given Earthworm Jim a lot of thought since what, the 90s, right? Yeah, I mean, he'll pop up every now and then on my feed, but like, yeah. But I, did you ever play Earthworm Jim on like Sega or Super Nintendo or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. I felt like that was such a huge genre of games and it didn't last. It's weird. You notice that like back in the day. Like how big would Double Dragon was, but it didn't right. really move past like those original consoles. And I don't know why that is. Well, I know a lot of games they tried to bring back, but they just... They, it wasn't the same. Well, they tried to stylize them, like upgrade them to, to the new style. I remember Ninja Ninja Gaiden was one that they did that with, and it just was not good. I remember Mortal Kombat did that on like PlayStation 2, and they did like a new 3D style. and It was terrible, and right? it, Yeah, it just it wasn't the same. But then when they came to Xbox 360, like, yeah, we're kind of going back to the old school, like mm-hmm. updated graphics, but like the same style. I was like, this is awesome. You yeah, know, it's, it's 2D. Yep. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, it's updated graphics and you can kind of change some stuff around. But it's like, this is really fun. Yeah. And I think the first time they did that was when they did uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, which is still yes. one of my favorites. Yes. That was, I mean, to have Batman on there and Superman, like that was so cool. Yeah. And, and now they've kind of taken that a step further with the Injustice games and even the new Mortal Kombat games. Um, Dude, I'm ready for it. Is there going to be an Injustice 3? There's got to be. I feel like there really needs to be. Yeah. And, and if I hope they make it on Switch. Oh, man, I hope they do. I, I feel like they need to make another new uh, 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 DC versus Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be really cool. I just, I. I really like the way those games play because they feel like they feel like the old school beat 'em ups uh, fighting games, but they they have that new flavor. Plus the the way you can just kind of throw people through different stages, I think that's so fun. But um, yeah. yeah, as far as Earthworm Jim goes, I don't remember them. Excuse me, even attempting a newer style. I don't remember. I know that they had Earthworm Jim and Earthworm Jim Two on Sega and Super Nintendo, and mm-hmm. I remember that was like a. And maybe they did like an Earthworm Jim 3D or something like that. They may I, have I don't like, remember. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it being a big deal. I, I want to say he was in like Clay Fighter 63 and a third. I think he was. As a playable character, but that was kind of more of a cameo, I think. Um, but I remember going to Pop and Go Video. Of course, this was back in the days of renting games, which was, mm-hmm. I missed that. But 
I remember they had Earthworm Jim. Like, I gotta play this, you know, because yeah. it was like I because I remember seeing it advertised in all the magazines, like the yep. wrestling magazines. Yep. And so I was like, oh, we gotta get Earthworm Jim, and yeah. it was a fun game. It wasn't the greatest game in the world or anything, but it was like the games back in those days were fun, you know. Yeah, they were, and I mean, I think even now, like that could be like an iPhone game, you know? What I yeah, mean? like yeah. how simple that game really was. Sure, a lot of those games could be. Yeah, and so I mean, I I I loved the, those type of games. I mean, it. it fell in line to me with like your, you know, Donkey Kong country and things yeah. like that, you Ninja know, turtles, very similar style to how those games were just kind of a different character. So I dig it. Well, I'm going to show you, this is the, the figures they're making. Uh, of course we got earthworm Jim. We got psycho who's in like the suit there. My favorite is Dr. Monkey for a head. Yes. I don't recall that character, but that's amazing. I don't recall that character either, but the, Oh, they even got the, the head of earthworm Jim where he's like blown up. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. And they have a like a it's a it's they're each like forty eight bucks so they're expensive but then they have like multiple changeable heads for Earthworm Jim I guess you can buy extra and even a Earthworm body if you want to do that so yeah. it's it's kind of a fun idea that's cool um, do you think this could be a resurgence for Earthworm Jim uh, I mean I would like to like to think so but like I mean games are different now though right yeah games really are different I mean and how do you how do you do an Earthworm Jim game now without making it uh, yeah, that type of game. Yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting how we how we see that. So you know where he would fit right in with though is uh, Super Smash Brothers. He actually would. He would fit right in with that. Have you heard of that new Warner game called Multiverses? Yeah, it's actually free to play too. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's it's probably gonna. And I think I I really feel like games are kind of moving to this system. The whole Fortnite crap, where it's like it's free to play, but you have to buy everything to play it. Yeah. And I think that's how it's going to be like where characters you spend five ninety nine or whatever to buy the character and microtransactions. Yeah. And, and six bucks is a micro, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's, it's smart business, but it's terrible for the consumer. I remember with mortal Kombat, I bought that on the switch right when it came out, it was 50 bucks. I'm like, that's not bad. Yeah. Dude, to get all the DLC. It's over a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but it's like, Hey, you want to get the Joker five ninety nine? It's like, oh, that's not bad, but it adds up. I, I spent 120 bucks on the new, WWE 2K game. I bet I believe it. Yeah, and it's like, it's dumb. I mean, at the same time, like, I feel, I feel like it makes sense considering inflation when you think of, when you think of how much games were when we were kids because they are technically the same price as when we were kids. Which is interesting, and I, I bet that's been brought up a few times where it's like there's still sixty bucks. So like, inflation wise, it makes sense that you're paying. 120 for the game plus the fact that graphics are incredibly better but i i wish they would just price it at 120 you yeah, know what i mean i agree but i think they do that so more people will buy it probably yeah because 120 like oh that's too much right but they don't think about all that well because that's the thing is you can still play mortal Kombat without the dlc exactly. it's just not complete well same with wb 2k you can still get wb 2k the base version for 60 bucks and if you're one of those guys which realistically i am but i'm also like the type of guy that i want everybody um, but if you're the type of person who just spends the entire time on there creating, then, you know, it doesn't matter. You can right. buy the base game and have at it. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, uh, tournament time, dude, you, you created a, uh, a tournament, didn't you? I did. And I did. Uh, you got everyone all pissed off. You know, that's a um, big underscore band over there pulling the strings. If, if, if I don't piss one person off every day, I feel like I haven't accomplished anything. No. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished on that day that that tournament dropped. Without a doubt. Yeah. So 
You're welcome. So uh, we'll go through the results. If anyone does not know, the tournament is the worst MCU movie. So that's already controversial because now you're pissing people off because people are like, well, I didn't like this. You know, well, I like Marvel movies. Derp, derp, derp. <laughs> Shut up. So our first match was Captain Marvel versus Thor. Yeah. So I put on there, uh, which is the worst in all caps movie. And uh, which one do you hate more? And so Captain Marvel won. And it was close. 57% to 43%. We got all kinds of comments like, well, I, I like Captain Marvel. I don't like Thor. And it's like, yeah. well, then I guess vote that way. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, it's, I don't care. Yeah. It's, Click a button, pal. Yeah. So it's, it was pretty wild. And, you know, Travis was like, I thought Captain Marvel was hard to follow because they jumped cuts. And someone's like, well, maybe I'll have my kids explain it to you. And he's all pissed off. And I'm like, damn, people are pissy about this shit. Eric Brown jumped in throwing throwing haymakers. I mean, it was it was a fun time. I enjoyed it. I think I popped a bag of popcorn and just sat back. You definitely did. It was interesting for sure. Um so, uh, Captain Marvel moves on to the semifinals, which goes to our next matchup. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange versus Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um to me, Doctor Strange is way worse than Iron Man 2. I kind of, I kind of think I agree with you because I, and, and the only reason why I agree with you because I don't even remember Iron Man two. It was uh, that was Whiplash. That was the uh, the Mickey Rourke the, oh, villain. God, that was bad. That was really bad. I liked that one. I thought that was cool. I remember watching that, thinking like, ugh, this is dumb. <laughs> really, it was such a good movie. He had yeah. this suitcase armor. This first time we saw that. That was that was also two again before the whole uh, story had developed though yeah. that they were putting forth. That's when we first saw like where Nick Fury kind of talked to him about the Avengers and mm-hmm. we saw um, the, the debut of War Machine. Yep. Don Cheadle as War Machine. Cause I remember actually Terrence Howard pay, played the character in the first movie. Oh yeah, that's right. And then I guess he got, he got considerable money for that role because of his star power at the time. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't feel like he should get made paid more than Robert Downey Jr. And so the sequel, he just never returned. And Don Cheadle took over the role, which I actually like Don Cheadle as I do too, as yeah. uh, as Rhodey. Yeah. But he actually breaks out the iron or the uh, war machine armor, which I love that. Cause uh, yeah. it says like the gunmetal gray. It's got the big gun over the shoulder. It oh yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And we also saw Justin hammer who was, I thought hilarious in this movie um, played by Sam Rockwell, I believe. Um, but I, I think it's a good movie. Dr. Strange. I like the character. I feel like, the latest movie was good. Wasn't my favorite. Um, the first movie was a weaker entry. And granted, I think he needs his own movies, but it's like, it's kind of one of those things where certain movies aren't Captain Marvel to me is a better supporting character than its own movie. Oh yeah. Personal opinion. Oh yeah. Same with Dr. Strange. He was great in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. He was great in Spider-Man, uh, no way home, but as his own movie, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. So that's where my vote's going to be. Okay. But it's up to you guys vote how you want and don't make Travis Fowler mad. No, make him mad. <laughs> that was that was awesome. Winner of this, the worst movie, will face uh, Captain Marvel in the finals, in the semifinals. Yep. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Anything else you want to add, man? Uh, let's just plug it up. Well, of course, we want to shout out some of our podcasting buddies like the Jeff and Scott, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, dropping new shows every Sunday just like this one. In fact, actually, uh, they're coming up on a future TV toy cast nice. with me and Travis, which will be a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, and Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. And speaking of Scott, you know how happy he has the, me- the Mexican pizzas back at Taco Bell? Yeah, so I haven't even I haven't even thought to try it yet. The last time I tried it, I really wasn't a fan. So you know what? You know what's funny? I've never had the Mexican pizza there. It's all right. 
and I think it's it's one of those weird things where I've always been a taco or quesadilla guy, mm-hmm. maybe a burrito at Taco Bell. I also like the cheesy gordita crunch. It's so good. Dude, I get, so when I go to Taco Bell, I have a go-to. I get two cheesy bean and rice burritos. Oh, those are good too. Those are my favorite. Those are on the value menu. Yes. And then I get a cheesy gordita crunch. Mm. Those are the, the perfect meal for me right there. Great. Uh, the Mexican pizza, last time I had that, which it was only a month or so before they got rid of them initially, I was like, this is just a messy glob. Yeah, I'm sure it is messy. Because it's like... Probably it's, doesn't quite look like the picture. No, it's it's so it's like two tortilla shells flat, and then like in between the two tortilla shells, it's it's the refried beans. Mm-hmm. On top, it's like the taco sauce, and then they have the cheese or whatever. I'm sure maybe onions or something. I don't know. But then they just cut it into four pieces. And dude, it's like the floppiest, grossest... <laughs> Like you're just pissing everybody off. It doesn't taste bad, but like, it's just a mess. And it's like, I would rather not good to eat on the go. Right. I'd rather them like almost not cut it Mm. and just like that way I could just fold it all. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's a, it's interesting for sure. But I, I may have to try one now since, um, you know, since I've never had one before. Yeah. So that'll, I'm sure Scott's happy. The Mexican pizza. Absolutely. Um, Doing a favor with Eric and Barry, give them a give them a, a follow, give them a listen. Um, mm-hmm. Dropping you know sports podcasts, watch alongs, all kinds of good stuff there. Absolutely, uh, the positively pro wrestling podcast with Steve and Eric, uh, diving into old school wrestling. It's my it's my jam. I oh, love yeah. it. The Ringside Rant with RJ, the Leisure and Lariats podcast with the Ruthless Ryan Davidson, mm-hmm. in the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Yeah, they're dropping. NASCAR podcast. I think they're on episode five or so. I need to Hell catch yeah. up. I've only listened to two episodes, yeah. but I loved it. I I told them, I said, biggest compliment I can give you is I'm not a NASCAR fan, but I was entertained. Yeah. And and I, think, I think that's a great compliment. Absolutely it is. Um, Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Mm-hmm. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Kayla. And in fact, I just got my new Tales from the Estate shirt in. Nice. I have the We're Live, pal, but I actually got the logo one in. So yeah, I also bought the Power Mowing Hour. Did you? <laughs> I I never bought that. I guess I have. Yeah, I haven't bought that either. Actually, I'd like to get that one myself. And, and now that it's like lawn mowing season, I, I feel like a dude. It looks great. Like Water Maneuvers printing is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks so good. Got a bow. I got that one in blue. and got Tales from the Estate in black. So nice. Happy about that. Uh, Reg my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Check them out. Uh, trivia with Buds with our pal Ryan Buds. Mm-hmm. Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. And uh, he's working diligently on the next Chop Shop stuff, which is going to be really, really fun. Oh, boy. Stay tuned for that. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. And then finally, Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with Richard and Matt talking horror films. Yeah. Great stuff. Of course, check out our other podcast, uh, You Know It's Fake, Right? With me every Monday with a special guest. Always a good time. This past week, I had John Cross on from the Oklahoma area. And uh, this coming week, I have, or actually tomorrow, I have Sam Stackhouse. Nice. He's making a lot of headway with, like, a GCW and independence in the area. So he's yeah. well on his way. Hell yeah. Um, no Holds Barred with Bill Benis, currently on sabbatical, which is probably why you're in a bit of a, bit of a, a little bit of a more chipper mood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always, it's always nice to get a break from old Bill Benis. He'll be back, I'm sure. I'm sure. And then, of course, the TV toy cast with me and Travis Fowler every Thursday. In fact, this past Thursday, we just dropped an episode on Voltron. Yeah. Which is kind of a fun old school line. Next week, we're doing an, um, Ruthless Aggression Series 1, which was like one of the first. I think it was John Cena's first figure, that line. Was so it? So that'll be a fun one to dive into. Hell yeah. 
Also, Rey Mysterio's first WWE figure. Nice. Uh, all of Bane's music can be found on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. In fact, yeah. I know uh, you've been posting some teasers on Instagram and stuff. Uh, you're well, well on your way to getting some more stuff out there, man. Yeah, I'm working on it. I, I mean, I think so. I've got um, five out of the six songs written, um, and I think I've got a sixth one written, but I'm not. I'm not sure. I want to keep it or not. So, gotcha. We'll see. But it's it's a uh, it's it's moving moving right along. So is the plan a six-song album again? They, so they, they, they call that an EP, right? They used to, um, but now an EP is closer to like three songs. What's the difference in like that in an album? EP is like equivalent to like a demo that you would send a record label. Okay, it's like a um, smaller album more or less? Yeah, just to kind of show people what you sound like and things like that. Okay. Um, but, I mean, realistically now, albums are like, they can be like seven to eight songs. They don't have to be 13 to 15 songs. I mean, I've, excuse me. I've never liked that method of like 15 songs on an album. And the reason is, is because people listen to two 90% of the time, like half of those songs aren't that good. Like they're okay. And I don't want to put out an album that's like 15 songs where I just half-assed half of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I, I never want to put out an album where it's like I have my singles and the rest are just filler. Right. Like well, I, and that's I know, I know with uh, Bane of Mania and mm-hmm. Bane's World actually as well. Bane's World was one of the first albums that because that was the first wrestling-based album you yeah. did out of the two. And that one, like, I think people like focus on Roman Reigns, but then you listen to Paul Orndorff, like, damn, that's a banger of a song. Yeah, and I, that's actually the outro song for uh, for you know it's fake, right? Yeah, and I know Paul Orndorff's son's going to be using that as well. But it's like all those songs were really good, but I think it's easy to focus on one, mm-hmm. and those other ones like Mark music, kind of that one was like, dude, that that shit's awesome. You yeah. know? Well, and there's always going to be like everybody's favorite. Yeah, and, and that's just something that's going to happen. But like. And Roman Reigns was like the one I pushed as a single too. And, but like, I, I want to make an effort to where if somebody decides to start at track one, they can listen to all the way through, whether I have seven songs or, or 12, you know yeah. what I mean? Which I think I had 12 or 13 on Bainamania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like your biggest one. Yeah. That's the only one I've ever released that had more than seven songs. Cause even the very first one I did in 2011 or 2012, how I'll make it. Yeah. Even that was only seven songs. And and so I like what I'll and, and honestly this one will probably have seven songs on it as well, but one will probably just be like an intro or like a interlude or maybe even just an instrumental. But I'm going to release two basically at the same time. And so it's it's going to be fourteen songs or twelve or fourteen songs, but it's going to be one's rap and one is this new alternative stuff. Same I'm album doing. or two separate albums? I'm gonna do two separate albums. Nice. But I'm gonna release them if not in the exact same day, I'm going to release them within the same month. Oh, wow. So uh, the rap stuff is done. It's been done since 2020. I just, I, I thought I was going to do another full length album and then I just decided to scrap it. Um, so that's done and ready. So now you're working on album um, two, essentially. Yeah. I'm working on this stuff that I kind of want to move forward and do, which more is the more, style of the freaks. Yeah. More alternative style, which I, <laughs> I have one song done that is like, ended up sounding way more poppy than I expected it to. Um, but I, I like it so much that I'm going to keep it, but it ended up sounding like if anybody out there has ever listened to the weekend, the music of it reminds me of something that the weekend would do. Mm. Um, obviously I can't sing like him, but, um, but I, I, I'm really liking this new style. Um, 
and the more of it that I do, the better I get at singing. So like it becomes easier for me to do everything. Um, but I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. So we'll see what happens. I like it, man. That's yeah. awesome. Um, outsiders beard co. If you got a beard, no, someone's got a beard, get you some beard balm, beard oil, make it look and smell fantastic. Mm-hmm. Also, we have t-shirts available at pro wrestling forward slash Brian breaker, bbph.redbubble.com. And whatamaneuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, uh, TV Toycast, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor. I mean, geez. And the Marbles has a search store, Tales from the Estate, like I mentioned before. Yep. Boot to the Face. Uh, I think that's it. PPW has one. Ringside yep. Rant has one. So grab you some shirts. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we got, I think, I know we have three designs up. We have the G.I. Joe design, which is really fun, kind of a 4th of July is esque one yep we've got the power mowing hour if you want to celebrate mowing your lawn yep it's a shirt to wear and the power horror or power havoc shirt i think is what power i call it hooers hooers <laughs> kind of a kind of a scary halloween havoc-esque design it's probably about time for a new shirt don't you think yeah it's been a while it's been a little bit since october i guess so yeah. i don't know what we'll do next but something fun yeah so who knows what that will be but uh, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up because this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this is the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good, it was really good Pretty good That son of a bitch, Eric Barker You son of a bitch Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.